0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian, and I want to talk to you today like we are hanging out in my favorite coffee shop together, Catching Up. And it's a little weird because it is 8.30 on a Sunday night, and I'm recording this, so I probably would not be drinking caffeine because I want to go to bed in a little while. But there is a lot to catch up on. So if we were in a coffee shop which hopefully if we were it would be before 8 30 at night I would order a flat white which I learned when I was in the U.S. last month that it is not the same thing as it is here in Spain so here a flat white is two shots of espresso with milk and a little bit of foam and in the states honestly it kind of seemed like a flat white was whatever the coffee shop decided it wanted to be that day but that's beside the point let's let's catch up so first, I want to chat about something I'm really proud of myself for, and I want to also encourage you to reflect on something that you're proud of yourself for as you are listening to this. And you know, since I've got back to Barcelona, I was away for almost three months. Um if this is your first time listening to this podcast, um I clearly am not from Barcelona, but I live here, and I was just I just spent three months away. And lately I've been trying to make a conscious effort to do new things, things that I used to always talk about wanting to do, but I just at some point over the last eight years of living here I stopped making the effort. And honestly part of it is I kind of never planned to stay in Barcelona this long, but also I think you probably can identify with this if you've lived somewhere for a really long time no matter how exciting the place is, things sometimes can start to feel stale. And, you know, as I said, I think most of us have lived somewhere for long enough to get really comfortable in a place. And when you do that, it's really easy to get stuck in your routines. You might, you know, not want to do certain activities or not want to go to certain parts of town. Things that sounded really fun when you first moved to this place are no longer as exciting as they used to be. And so you have to be a lot more intentional about being spontaneous and creative with your activities. And... You know, what's interesting for me is, and you, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably have heard me talk a little bit about how strict I was with eating, how scared I was of weight gain, how much I felt like I really needed to control my body. And something that I didn't realize held me back so much until I got to kind of the other side of the whole thing was since I was so scared of my body changing, I was so scared of gaining weight, so scared of letting go of control over what I ate, that I didn't realize how limited my activities were partly because I really wanted to control. And so lately committing to doing new things, acting like a tourist, saying yes to more plans and pushing myself to not just do the comfortable option also is a real sort of like open door for me to practice flexibility around my eating habits. For example, this weekend I think I ate like one vegetable in three days and Back when I was really strict with everything I ate and also really scared of weight gain, that would have been a disaster for my mindset. I would have come home and I would have just shoved as many vegetables as I can in my face. I would have felt so guilty, and I don't do that anymore. And so lately, I have been pushing myself to get on the metro, to go to the park that's farther away, to plan the outing, to stay up later than normal, or to even organize my weekly schedule different differently. And it has been fun even though sometimes in the moment I want to do the easy thing and I have to practice because it's easy to fall back or it's easy to stay in old patterns but I just wanted to share that with you because if you're feeling like things are maybe stale or like you're struggling it might be helpful to do the uncomfortable activity or say yes to something or say no to something and yeah anyways let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. So in the coaching that I do with clients, I work with a lot of individuals that procrastinate, they identify as perfectionists, and individuals that are really, really hard on themselves, even though they're really compassionate with other people, they really struggle to be compassionate with themselves, especially when approaching something new that they're not yet skilled at. So I wanted to talk today about the value in doing things badly and the value in letting yourself suck at new habits or new skills. But before that we have to reframe the scary thing which is failure. And so in episode 4 of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast I talk about a new approach to failure. So definitely go back and listen to that. But that was months ago that I recorded that. And so of course I have shifted the way I think about failure and learned more about failure and how to approach it in the last few months. So I will say this here because I think that one of the biggest things that holds us back is we take failure very personally. And when you take failure personally it's really fucking terrifying. Because when failing means something about who you are and your worth as a human you're going to do anything you can to avoid that feeling. But failure can be neutral. It doesn't have to be something where you're like oh my gosh I'm celebrating failure. And I know that's kind of like trendy right now in the self-help space to celebrate failure. You don't have to do that. But you also don't have to let failure mean anything about who you are. Failure can simply just be a discovery of what doesn't work. And yes, it is fucking disappointing to put in effort towards something and not achieve the desired result. This also has to do with expectation and so when we manage our expectations of what that result is we can also feel a lot better about the process. And I do want to tell you this is that failure is a is a part of life. It's a part of working towards things you want and a part of learning. And everyone fails. Everyone. Everyone. And I'm going to sound kind of like an annoying inspirational quote right now but the only way you can actually fail, like really, really fail is if you give up. Because if you keep going towards whatever it is you're looking to achieve or looking to be or looking to learn, even if your progress is slow, you're going to eventually get where you want to go. And a lot of the time we think, well progress is too slow, I might as well give up. Well no, like time is going to go by anyways, so tomorrow is going to happen whether you give up or not, so slow progress is really getting you where you want to go even if it's not living up to your expectations. That's a whole nother podcast. And so I was just having a conversation last week with a client who self-identifies as a perfectionist and a control freak. She finds herself often, you know, she'll put a little bit of effort towards a new skill or a new habit and she'll feel resistance like, oh, I'm not seeing, you know, I don't want to continue this. I'm not seeing progress as quickly as I want to and then she'll give up. And so specifically we were talking about how hard it is for her to pause and check in with her hunger before she just dives into eating a meal. And how she felt like it's really hard to learn what her different hunger cues feel like after years of relying sort of like eat this, not that type food rules. And she was really worried because some days she has really busy days and she doesn't feel like she has the time to practice these new skills at every meal. And so she was like, I feel like I'm failing. I feel like I'm not progressing fast enough. And so I asked her, I was like, well, what if the goal was to do B minus work, not A plus? and i could literally see her whole body like relax and part of that is because b minus work leaves you open for struggle, for failure, for things to feel clunky and awkward and ultimately for learning. and so this approach lets you work on building a growth mindset, which is a mindset that values effort and learning over just perfection and achievement. Achievement is important. Achievement is great. But when that is the metric by which you measure yourself, you are always going to be coming up short because there is always going to be a new achievement. And failure, it comes along with achievement. And so what my client felt was super normal. Our default is we want to skip the hard part. We want to skip the uncomfortable part. And we want to get to the part where new things, new skills, new habits, new ways of thinking are not hard anymore. They're easy. They're comfortable. And so I want to talk about how do you embrace that part where things are clunky, awkward, difficult, and uncomfortable. So to do that, I want you to think back to your first day at your current job. I want you to take a moment to reflect on how many things you learned in that first day. How many things were thrown at you in this first day. Maybe you weren't even learning yet. You were just like, oh my God, what is happening? You might have felt incredibly overwhelmed. Maybe there was new software, new skills, protocols, processes, people's names to remember. You were probably not great at all of it. You might have actually been not great at any of it at the beginning. And there was probably some frustration and some feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is so much to take on. But you kept showing up. And so yeah, when it comes to work, the paycheck is really helpful in helping you sh- keeping showing up. But the point here is that now how much easier does it feel to do those processes, protocols, different, you know, use different software. Some of it probably almost feels like second nature. But if you reflect on that first day, it did not feel that way at all. And so what would it be like to bring this approach to anything you're trying to change? Your approach to nutrition, your approach to movement, your approach to body image. Instead of, oh, this is hard, this is unfamiliar, this is awkward, so I'm just going to put it off, I don't want to face it, maybe I'll just avoid it altogether, maybe I'll convince myself I don't need to do it. Maybe you could approach it thinking, I'm probably not going to be good at this in the beginning and that's okay. That's what the learning process is all about. And then when you inevitably fail at some point or find a sticking point, find something that's hard and doesn't feel comfortable, you get to observe it. You get to find ways to improve and you get to keep going instead of being like, nope, nope, this is not for me. And so here's an example from my own life and I talk more about this in episodes 27 and 20, I think it's 27 and 28, maybe it's 26 and 27. Um, Those episodes I think are called My Story or something like that. And so when I first decided I wanted to stop tracking macros, so I wanted to stop weighing and measuring all my food, stop tracking everything in an app, and I wanted to really dig into these crazy food rules that I had around food, I felt really overwhelmed. I didn't even remember what it was like to not overthink everything I ate, and I didn't trust my hunger because I relied purely on numbers to tell me how much to eat. And so I decided to focus on using the balance plate method and the hand portion method for eyeballing my portion sizes, which this is something if you do choose to join me for group coaching in January 2023, in the Confident Eater program, you're going to learn how to apply this yourself. And I also work on this with one-on-one clients. And so I had to shift from weighing and, everything, weighing and measuring everything to the gram to eyeballing portion sizes and trusting that my hunger and fullness cues were going to work for me. And some days I really sucked at it. It was really hard. I overate some days. I underate some days. I really – so many points. I wanted to go back to the safety of having rules and numbers to tell me if I was doing things right. And the beginning was definitely solid B minus, maybe C plus, maybe even C work. I remember so many times I would get to the end of the day – and I would start worrying about, did I overeat? Did I undereat? Am I eating enough of the right things? And I would pull out my phone and I would try to recreate my day of eating in the My Fitness Pal app to see if I was within my quote unquote okay, like allowed amount of calories. And each time I did that, yes, that was a step back. That was a sticking point for me. But each time I did it, I reflected on why. Why did I feel the need to do that? How could I approach it differently for next time? And I thought about how I wanted to tackle that worry and that mental struggle next time those feelings came up. And so what was like C plus work shifted to B minus, shifted to solid Bs. And as I kept working through those sticking points of managing the annoying self-doubting thoughts, the diet mindset thoughts of like you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be eating this, you're eating too much, and the desire to pull out my food scale to weigh out my peanut butter – Every time that happened I got better at managing it because I kept going. And so I wouldn't say now that I'm like a 10 out of 10 or an A plus at all of this stuff. But most days I'm a solid 8 or 9 out of 10. I'm a solid like A minus A. But I could not have gotten to this place that I'm at with food in my body right now if I hadn't let it be okay that I sucked at this at first. And so maybe the thing that feels hard to you right now is eating enough protein, maybe it's eating enough veggies, maybe it's being able to walk past a mirror without body checking yourself or look at yourself in the mirror before you get in the shower without pinching your belly. Maybe it's checking in with your hunger or pausing before you just go for a snack. Or maybe it's something like getting better at tennis or learning how to speak German. But whatever it is, whatever skill or habit that you are trying to build, you are going to get better if you keep practicing. But if you don't practice, time is going to go by anyways and the skills just aren't going to improve themselves and you are going to get to a point in the future where you're like, god damn it, I really wish that I had started that way back then. And it's not going to get easier. It is only going to get harder to get started and keep going. And so I want to finish off with actionable tips as always. These are some These are some conceptual, well, no, these are actually practical, but they're also, they do require you to understand concepts. And we talk a lot about concepts. We talk a lot about building skills and habits in the Confident Eater coaching program in one-on-one coaching. So if that's something, if you're looking to better understand, embrace, and practice concepts and skills and all these kinds of tools, uh, you can find that info at bitesize.es. You can find it in the show notes as well. But let's hop into the actionable tips. So first is decide what you want to aspire to, then lower the bar like a lot. <laughs> actually wrote down that like lower the bar like, comma, a lot. My dad would be very mad at me right now for using the word like like that. And so behavioral scientist BJ Fogg who wrote a book called Tiny Habits which is awesome he talks about how you can use really small habits to transform your behavior and sort of the psychology behind it and and how we can engineer our environment it's really great um but he talks about how smaller habits can lead to a chain reaction but we like to think that the key is to push ourselves to go all in on something from the very beginning but it's totally not and this is why we will often go all in on like a diet or a new program or you know for me it was going all in on macros and like totally commit to it and it, it, it just doesn't pan out the way that we want it to because inevitably life is going to get in the way. And you can commit to, to something mentally and commit to the process without committing to some like complicated huge change. So here's an example. If you're looking to develop body positivity, if you're looking to feel better in your body, recognize that this is a big goal. This isn't something that you see one body positivity post and you're like, oh my gosh, I love my body now. No, it doesn't work like that. It's hard. It's hard work. And so if you set the bar really low, maybe you decide to notice one thing that you're grateful for your body for allowing you to do once a day. And maybe some days you totally forget to do it. Or some days you really struggle to think of something. But as you practice, as you push through those tough days and reflect on why it is so difficult, you're going to get better. But you have to commit to showing up. And that might grow into a larger habit of self-care, self-acceptance, which can grow into feeling positive about your body. But you have to smart start with something small, something that you feel like, yeah, most days I can do this. Even though maybe sometimes you forget. Maybe you go a week and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't do it. That is not failure. It's only failure if you're like, well, uh, clearly I'm not cut out for this. And so that brings me to actionable tip number two, which is identify your mistakes, but don't punish yourself for them. Mistakes don't say anything about your character, but they can give you lots of insight into your behavior. You are human and you are going to make mistakes. This is like one of the components of self-compassion, common humanity. We're human. We're going to make mistakes. If those mistakes lead to the mindset of like I suck. I've got no self-control. There's no point in even trying. Why am I even doing this? Is this too hard? Then yeah, you're right. And if someone spoke to me that way, if someone used those words and spoke to me like that, I would be like fuck this. I'm totally giving up. You're right. And so catch that voice in your head. When you identify those mistakes and you go towards that that self-talk that just beats you up, Catch the voice and intentionally shift it. And you don't need to shift it into something crazy positive like, oh my gosh, things are hard and I'm so good at hard things. You don't need to do that. But you can go to neutral. Instead of I've got no self-control around brownies, you can say "Mm, that situation didn't go how I wanted it to go. There's no point in even trying can turn into this is a challenging situation. Maybe eventually it can turn into I can do hard things and I'm so proud of myself for continuing to learn. And I'm going to quote Brene Brown here. This is not an exact quote but this is something that she said. If you don't know who Brene Brown is I will link in the show notes, uh, link to her website. She's freaking awesome. Uh, She's a shame researcher and she's been pivotal for me in expanding my emotional intelligence and becoming more vulnerable and communicating better. She's amazing and she says you cannot shame someone into meaningful change and she's totally right but we love talking shit to ourselves. We love convincing ourselves that we just need to try harder, push more, or just be better next time. Even though we're compassionate with others, we really suck at it with ourselves. And the last tip I want to give you is to practice reflection from a place of compassion. And the reflection is going to be easier than like adding the compassion. The compassion can come later. But I'm going to give you a question. One of my favorite questions to achieve this reflection is what would I do differently next time and why? And the reason why this is so powerful is because this instead of saying oh I will just do better next time this is like oh if I were able to do this again which patterns tend to repeat themselves how would I approach this? Why would I approach it that way? And it's not an opportunity to beat yourself up and talk about all the things that you did badly or why you failed. It's an opportunity to observe your behavior and adjust it intentionally. And so I want you to repeat after me, I will just do better next time is not a compassionate nor a helpful reflection. That is not helping you get past the I'm bad at something and I'm going to get better at it. Only rewarding success and demonizing failure, so that means like you're proud of yourself when you achieve something, but when anytime you fail you're like nope, nope, I'm terrible, this is shitty, that does not teach you to be more successful. That does not teach you to put in more effort towards the type of person you want to be. It feeds your fear of failure and feeding your fear of failure feeds your procrastination, it feeds your excuses, and it feeds your self-doubt. And so ask yourself, what efforts have I made today to move myself closer to the type of person I'm trying to be? Knowing that there is no destination. It's not like oh I just all of a sudden am the person I want to be and now I just stay here and I never need to put in effort again. doesn't happen like that. Start asking yourself why more often and listen to the answer that you give yourself without judging whether that answer is good or bad or whether you are good or bad. So we've kind of made it to the end here. Almost. Almost to the end. And I got to say this was a hard podcast for me to write. Partly because it's Sunday and my brain just wants to like write and 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 not make any sense. And this podcast was probably not perfect. It was hard for me to write. I did it anyways. I put the effort in and I'm really happy that I did that because now you get to listen to it and maybe you love this. Maybe you didn't love it. I want to hear about it. If you want to just take a second and write me a message, please do that. And I do want to say if you are someone who tends to procrastinate, maybe you put off new challenges, maybe you just see them as oh my gosh, I don't want to try and fail, but you are also someone that you'd love to be more supportive towards yourself and you're someone who wants to stop obsessing over what you put in your mouth, you want to find that balance between healthy eating and treat yourself, I would highly encourage you to join me for the upcoming cohort of the Confident Eater program. So the Confident Eater, I call it TCE and we are going to work together to help you develop skills around mindful eating self-compassion, breaking all or nothing patterns with food and practicing unconditional permission to eat which if you're like what is unconditional permission to eat go back and listen to I think it's episode 55 so it's a couple episodes back and it is it has been huge for me and so many of my clients and I will tell you that in TCE you're going to have the support that you need to get through these sticking points when you do want to go back to old habits, when you don't want to continue through the sticking points and the hard stuff, and when you feel like you need to be perfect and what you really need to do is just B minus work. And so you can learn more about TCE at bitesize.es. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can find the info wherever you can find me in the show notes as well. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I am going to go wash my hair which is a whole big thing. When you have a lot of hair washing your hair is like a whole thing. And thank you so much. I will see you next time. Next week we have a really cool episode with one of one of the people that I have learned a ton from. She has been a coach of mine. Very excited for you to listen to that episode. It is with Dr. Karin Nordine. And yeah that's it. Signing off for today. Bye.